This week's episode is brought to you by Pale Moon, the I-can't-believe-it's-not-butter of the Rummy Labyrinth Clans. Have you always wanted to call things out of a place for free, but never quite get any advantage or win whatsoever? Well, now with Pale Moon, you can. Pale Moon, aren't you glad we're not Grand Blue? And I'm Matt. I'm Gabe. And I am Ash, your special guest. Yes. So today uh, we're talking about the Circus Freaks of Vanguard, talking about Pale Moon. And Ash is here because of all of our friends. She probably knows the most about Pale Moon. Um, you may also remember Ash from various early episodes of Nexus at Night, including the Stand Trigger one. That was, uh, that's still going to be my favorite for a while. Stan Triggers suck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so last week we talked about the Rummy Labyrinth set, and uh, Pale Moon got support in there, so now we're going to cover the clan as a whole. Um, so, what do you guys think of Pale Moon as a clan right now? I'll let those two go first. I'll love to hear this. <laughs> uh, I think Pell Moon is in the bottom half of clans in the game. And uh, the reason for this is after GBT05, we got a certain fighters collection uh, in 2016, uh, which introduced something called G Guardians. And I actually think prior to this fighters collection, I think Pell Moon is one of the strongest decks in the game. Um, because with. You could make. Very easy 21 columns. For basically free. Yeah, for almost nothing. And it was just, it was very, and like 21 columns were pretty annoying back then. Like there was constant two cards. You know, like, oh, like 21, your opponent has to drop a 10 and a 5. Yeah. And now it's kind of like, oh, let me tag him on a 26 column, like one card guard. And you're like, okay. And the the defense isn't there to, to, to come back from that. Um, but, I mean, that is they do make very large columns and are very strong against clans that have very weak G-guards. Yes, because Pale Moon's thing, as it were, is it likes to put cards into the soul and then call them out later. So you use your soul as a toolbox. Uh, it is often compared with Grand Blue for this reason, that uses their drop zone as a toolbox. Um So, yeah, that's like their thing. Uh, We'll get into the various types of Pale Moon later. Gabe, did you have an opinion going into it? Uh, Um, they have good art sometimes. (laughs) Can't think of anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Good approach. Ash? I just haven't been playing recently to have a real opinion. My only opinion on Pale Moon in, like, that in anything in the past half year was from that one episode where she lost to really terrible Phantom Diablo. Yeah. Um, That's because you weren't playing it right. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. This is, this, we're probably going to end up arguing a lot. So, yay. One of our friends told me, he's like, he said, like, you know, you're basically just going to be a Jerry Springer episode for this week. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks. <clears throat> We'll keep it to a peaceful, non-provocative episode. 
But who's the father? But who was phone? What is love? Um, <laughs> so, a little bit about Pillman's history. It was introduced in uh, BTO3, Demonic mm-hmm. Lord Invasion. Uh, it was also introduced alongside the Dark Regulars clan, another Dark Zone clan that focused a lot on soul charging. The difference being that Dark Regulars cared more about the number of cards in soul, and Pillman was about what cards in soul. So, it's quality over quantity. Um, a lot of the things during that era was stuff like Crimson and Turquoise Beast Tamer, which cared about having another copy of Crimson Beast Tamer in Soul. So it was a lot about, like, what things can I put in there so I can do other stuff? Um, this was augmented further with BTO7, uh, where they got the Silverthorn Dragon Tamer, Lukier, which kind of turned out to be the mascot, and arguably still is the mascot for Pillman, right? It wasn't until 12 they brought her back because at that time in BT7, Pillman got good support, but not really until BT12 when we got reverse look here and it would consider a sub-clan. Oh, Silverthorns, yeah. <coughs> um, yes. During that time, you guys also got the Break Ride, Miracle Pop Ava, which uh, Deaver Vanguard 10k and then on attack you could uh, put two into soul, call two out of soul. So I think that was one of like- the... F- what? It's like one of my favorite break rides. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the few, or it, it was kind of that first introduction to Pale Moon becoming about like battle phase stuff. Or aside from Nightmare Doll Alice from you know BTO three, which was on hit counter blast put in soul call something else out. So with Ava, you could get more attacks out of your battle phase where you would put two things in, call two things out. Um. And then the whole cross ride thing with Lukier Reverse was augmented in BT15, where you got Venus Lukier and, uh, you know, m- more more Silverthorn units. Um, I love when this when this card was spoiled in Japan, the price of the BT7 Lukier went to, like, $70 here. I remember that. And it never went down until, like... <laughs> just, uh, recent. like honest, just recently, really. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest, because in that set, set 15... I was building Silverthorns at that time. I was like, no, oh. I don't want to spend 70 bucks <laughs> on a Lukier. It's not worth it. Just don't have right before her, um, Right before her stride form came out, she went finally went down. I like that. It. I'm, I'm buying my set. I'm good. I, so I bought two. That exact same day, I got, everybody messaged me, and they're like, Ashley, you're going to freak out. I'm like, why? I was like, you gained Lukier stride. So I'm like, holy shit, Bushiro. Thank you for waiting. Yeah. Thank you for Give me that chance to buy it. I sold three Lukiers for $21 one time, and I still want to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, Rest I would have bought them off of you for that price. I get, I get nope. the feeling those two statements aren't independent, or aren't necessarily... They're, they're both connected and not connected. At the same time. I yeah. want to kill myself because I sent it for that price, and I sold it for that price, and I also happen to want to kill myself. Actually... A quick side note about that. In my creative writing class this week, I had to read a story where it's a guy about to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge and his mom calls him. And instead of spending six pages with him going, yeah, mom, yeah, okay, no, I gotta go, which would have been hilarious, uh, the mom calls to tell him, oh, your sister died. I was like, god damn it. It it, it was, like, so contrived. It could have just been, like, a routine call, like... Oh hey, how are you? Uh... Yeah, <laughs> but no, it was a waste. Well, of... yeah. since you yeah. asked, yeah, 
Like, my, I've had a cousin and an aunt jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, and they did it better than the guy in the story did. That's not appropriate podcast conversation. Oh, who cares? No. Moving on. <laughs> anyway. Can we just talk about the set that has, like, the best Pell Moon card in it? I mean, as of now. Okay, so uh, after after Infinite Rebirth, there was not really much uh, stuff going on aside from the, you know, Fire's Collection cards and... You know, oh yeah, we skip Legionnaire because it's Pale Moon. Yeah, they, uh, they got a promo Legion, which uh, sucks. Had, yeah, like honestly, uh, Cracking Beast Tamer and its Legion mate, the Legion mate especially begs to have another Legion, and they don't even have that. So it's like, <laughs> God damn, like not even a revival Legion, very, very, very much skipped over. Um, yeah, and then we they didn't really get their retribution, and arguably not even then. Until uh, until BT GBTO five Moonlit Dragon Fang, uh, in which we got Matt. Do you, do, since you uh, the only card that yeah. matters, Dark Side Princess. Okay, so Dark Side Princess was nine K, or is a nine K that on attack at Vanguard you can have it gain five thousand till end of battle, and then if you do, she goes into Soul. This um, card is sweet. Not even GB one. You can just do that shit turn two. Uh, it is a staple in pretty much any not Silverthorn. Deck. All right, just... mm, wrong again. Well, uh, um, and, uh, considering that Nightmare Dolls yeah. too. Oh well, yeah. It's a staple Magia deck, I think, is the uh. Okay, yeah. I... and speaking of Magia, because you overlooked the reason why we did got Pale Moon back, another than um a little card called Max Magician Harry. Yeah. And bringing out the keyword of Magia, which is basically. What we needed at the time, again, certain decks like Link Choker, Kagero, and yeah. So magic, yeah, we were good right there. Magic. Well, I, I usually get to the keyword at the end, but whatever. That's um, good. That's fine. So uh, Magia is the keyword for Pill Moon, which is it's a skill keyword. So something like uh, Time Leap, where you call something from your soul, and then at the end of the turn, the thing you that card gets put back into your soul. So I think this was like a new kind of time for Pale Moon, and honestly something that people have wanted for a while, which was like, I want the thing that, things I call out of my soul to be reused so you can put them back in. Um, this was also during a time of uh, Phantom Blaster Diablo being a thing, which uh, kind of hurt a little bit, because if all your cards are going back at the end phase, you're like, well, shit. This is better, yeah. uh, you know, either rush yeah, when, I, or... when I when I said Pell Moon was strong, I didn't mean strong against that deck. Oh <laughs> no, I'm just everything saying everything else. <laughs> like it, it was like a shift in Pale Moon. So. Yeah. Um, the TD, the TD, uh, they they had a TD to accompany this that came with the uh, Great Three Harry, which everyone needed for this deck. So, I think it was just right before this came out, this TD came out with Grand Blue, I believe. Yeah, they came no, out. Didn't. Luna, no, didn't. Gear um, Chronicle, Gear Chronicle, Part Gear Chronicle, two. and. No, it went to, it went Gear Chronicle and Pale Moon, and on to the next deck we got. Oh, Grand okay. So Grand Blue was just by itself for some weird reason. How lonely. I think they wanted to let, wanted it to like coincide with those sets where like Grand Blue was getting its Gear support in six for the first time. Yeah, know. you know, GBTO five was just kind of a nuts set. Yeah, uh, and it, go ahead. It's just like uh, like the card, the car, like there's so many good cards in this set, and then there's like. Some OTT cards. It's like... And Narukami stuff. Although... Well, no, you... this Narukami stuff was really good, though. Oh, yeah, you had Voltage out of here, so... Yeah, and Rock right. Climb, and... Yeah. 
with whoever else. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, GBT05, it seems like, was very much a sleeper set, I guess you could call it, because the whole TikTok Melum Erwitar stuff didn't really get discovered for a couple months after the set came out. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, Pale Moon also enjoyed uh, a, at the time, was a good finisher stride in uh, Lunatech Dragon, which, uh, if he was second stride and you flipped him, he got a crit for free. So, again, like Matt said before, G-Guards, this was pretty good because people would either have to PG or drop a lot of cards to not get critted with triple drive. Um, it also made columns big. Also true, because everything, everything that was called out of your soul got 2K. Um, yeah. And then in set six, we got uh, a grade one that I think has been carrying Magia, at least, on its back with... Uh, in cutie paratrooper um so like magia shifted into this era of i'm gonna shit out this field for free and it's gonna get huge and then mm-hmm. that was kind of it um as g guards got better and better then the this whole like oh i get to save cards in hand just really didn't do much um so yeah that's pre- that's pretty much continued on until today which is kind of sad, but that's life, I guess. And Cutie Paratrooper being a key card in the set. Basically, the if your deck contains grade threes with Harry in the name, you probably contain four of this card. Yeah, and then with the new Harry, that does make it a little easier, because you can guarantee that. Yeah. Uh, so, going back to, you know, going back through everything, there are two other... Major okay, two and a half other major decks that Pale Moon has. The first being Silverthorn. Ash, I'll let you do that because I'm not gonna do it justice, I don't think. You didn't even do Harry Justice, so uh, Oh, oh damn! Shot fire. <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> Back the fuck up. Oh. <laughs> that was pretty weird. I mean, oh yeah. So basically, Silverthorn started in BT7, as we said before, with the one and only card of that set being Silverthorn, Dragon, Tamer, Lucier. It wasn't until BT12 we got the reinforcement and officially named them of a subclan of Pale Moon. Silverthorn works a different way than that of Magia and Nightmare Dolls. Considering they have the best on-hit pressure game of Pale Moon. Meaning you can be at grade 2 and pretty much rush rush people to discard hand in this game early on. Making your first grade 3 ride into Lucier perfect. Um, We have about, I like to say, six different versions of Lucier. Her original version, her reverse Venus Lucier, and then the Stride bonus Lucier, which came out in this set. And then we got the two grade four, Mystique Lucier, and once again, Venus Lucier. So, as I have been playing this subclan for a long time, I noticed that your vanguard is not your main focus of attack if your rear guards. You can add pressure to Lucier by boosting with the Anna, 
But all that Lucier does and all she needs to do is to call out every unit from Seoul onto the field. For long as the time, main ideal of the deck had it been calling out Zelma and boosting up the Lions, which Upright Lion would gain 3k for every other Silverstone unit called out. And Zelma would do the exact copy, but restricted to Silverstone of Popo Trap pieces. But in later version of the decks, at least to the way I play it, and some other people, we tend to lead towards Monda on hit pressure early on and keep that up and keep the tempo up. So by the time we do need to stride, if we have to or if we want to, your opponent would not have the necessary cards in hand to block it. Um, so let's see. Also, Silverstone is a restricted to themselves only. You could run other cards, but you have to be careful because with Venus Lucier, she does demand a Silverstone counterblast. And Zama do demand a Silverstone to put into Soul and to call out. So basically, Silverstones are tend to be the better of the three main type of decks of Pamu because they can still handle rush decks considering they have the 13k base, unlike Harry and unlike Nightmare Dolls. Even though Nightmare Dolls do have that loop, and it now now it is easier to set up, it still takes time, and you do have the risk of getting to fight damage. Lucier can the hit four, and if your opponent on grade two and you're at four, limit break, and you pretty much make sure they can't do anything next turn. Well, even then, not that much. Like, you don't necessarily have to do that anymore because you have a limit break unlocker. That is also yeah. a Silverthorn. Yeah, you could also use that, which, oh, thank goodness they added that. I will worry when we got those announced. I'm like, oh, give me the Silverthorn one. I need that. My favorite games to watch with Silverthorn involve when, so- when uh, she has, like, a Clemens in front of a Zelma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the person decides to just take the Clemens. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to put this Clemens into Soul, call out this other Zelma, put the Zelma into Soul, call out the Clemens. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, why is this happening? And they, they just keep taking it. And you're like, what, what, why, is this, why is this occurring right now? I mean, you also have the, um, I keep forgetting their names. The Martrika and Anna. Yeah. Two yeah, those two. So, I was just thinking Clemens because yeah. it's the free one. Yeah. But I mean, like. Clemens is the most threatful one. Um, because, like, later that's infinite. On. If that's infinite, if they just keep taking it, you don't have to trigger. Like, <laughs> it's just like you have to guard it eventually. <laughs> but we literally just. Either guard it, take enough damage to make your Vanguard too big, or. Uh, <laughs> or die. Or die. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> So, so you should just guard the first one, right? <laughs> the last major, uh, you know, Pale Moon subclan, I guess now, archetype something, is Nightmare Dolls, like Ash just mentioned, which uh, began again in BTO3 with uh, Nightmare Doll Alice. The creepiest card in the show. Oh, fuck The yeah. loveliest, so, creepiest card it could be. Yeah, side note, this thing in the show is gigantic. Like, I'm imagining, you know... A doll, but it's like every time they show it, it's like what twenty feet tall or something. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a, a, it's yeah. like the size yeah. of like the strides now. Like it's just gigantic. Yeah, it's like a calm right. Godzilla or something, which is is never good. Um, so, 
Were, was Dave, were you going to say something? She thick of. <laughs> well said. Anyway, so um, the what happened was in GBTO five, uh, they decided to kind of flesh out Nightmare Dolls more with uh, Nightmare Doll Catherine, who was a grade three that you wanted to be on. I, uh, you know, as opposed to just kind of having Alice as a 10K rear guard, they're, they're just like, all right, let's update it for modern times. And uh, her her skill is that all of your Alice's got 1,000 all the time. So it turned, you know, Alice to be able to hit most vanguards. And then also gave it the skill that at the end of the battle, it attacked. If it didn't hit, you can counterblast, uh, choose a Nightmare Doll Alice from your soul, call it to R, and then put that unit into your soul. So that means as long as you had counterblast, you could keep calling Alice's, um, which is pretty crazy. So if your opponent is dumb enough to give you counterblast, read if Atlas is dumb enough to give you counterblast, which he is, uh, you can just kind of, you know, death by a thousand cuts your opponent. Um, and honestly, I think this came at a good time in Vanguard where that's where the meta is starting to started to move to after GBTO five and G guards. Mm. Um, Oh, oh, and then also when you rode Catherine, you could just search your deck for a card. So Alice and put it in your soul. Yay. Um, they also got in that fighters collection, they got a nightmare doll stride. They have several nightmare doll rear guards, which make your Alice bigger like Brenda, not Brenda. Uh, what's her name? Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. Thank you. So, um, basically, like, Nightmare Dolls are the first thing I think of when I think Bonk Turn in a lot of decks. Uh, and I think the only thing really holding them back from being this, like, competitive menace was, at first, Counter Blast, which, as they get more support, it seems like Bushi's slowly, you know, helping them deal with that, but also, um, Ride Consistency. And, again, we did kind of get that with, uh, you know, Nightmare Doll Eleanor, which we talked about in the episode last week. But they, of course, almost almost had it right, where if you put Catherine in your heart, you have to put the Alice into the drop zone, which uh, kind of defeats the purpose. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, see, with Nightmare Doll Eleanor, yes, that is one of the purpose. But if you read her skill, you can, you can use her. Yeah. Um, so she is a good first try if you don't have everything set up the way you want it to be. For, Be- uh, for Beatrice? For Beatrix. Also, they now made it so your main focus of this whole clan, I mean that whole deck, and not this on the loop. You should not really be focusing on that loop so much. I mean, yes, it's great. And yes, it's so wonderful watching the people squirm and they, they had to pick and choose. Do I let it hit? Do I not? It's the greatest thing. But at the same time, that should not be the main focus because you could face somebody and they could be like, well, I'm not going to hit you to fight damage. So I'm going to keep you out low damage. So you have to be smart now. And that what Bushiro gave us in Nightmare Dolls. It did not rely solely on Nightmare Doll, Beatrix, and Alice, and that whole loop. We have now more stuff to play around with. 
than we did before. And we do have a unflipper beside the perfect guy and beside Sky High Walker to now use in Nightmare Dolls. True. So I haven't really that's how I see it. I haven't really seen it played since uh, you know, Rummy Labyrinth came out. Um our friend Howe also has the deck, but I haven't really played against him since it came out. And then I haven't seen you play it in a while, Ash. I promised somebody they'll be the first to face it, so I need to face her before I face you guys with it. Wow. Well then. So one thing that confused me about Nightmare Doll Catherine is the way yes. the uh, the red text skill is worded. Yeah. So it says counterblast one at the end of the battle that this uh, so it gives um, all Nightmare Doll Alice's uh, the following skill. It can well one K and the following skill. At the end of the battle that this unit attacked, if the attack did not hit during that battle, you may counterblast one. If you do, choose up to one card named Nightmare Doll Alice in your soul, call it to R, and put this unit into your soul. So what you can actually do is so you need an Alice on rear and an Alice in soul. What the hell is yeah. that? It, it's a pack of the little puppies, it sounds like. Yeah, those are my dogs, and I hate them all. Oh, yeah, I forgot so, you're packed in L.A. now. If you, have, if you have one Alice on rear and one Alice in soul, you can actually yeah. call the Alice in soul on top of the Alice on rear, then put the Alice on rear into soul. That yeah, why you do? Yeah, but it's 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 like basically trying to say we need we want you to have two Alice's for this for the not on hit skill. Uh huh. <laughs> for the shadow. But stitch. we want to make it as awkward as humanly possible. What's funny is that <laughs> I had to actually ask Bushiro if I could possibly do that, and they're like, "Yes, you could." I like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I had to get like Bushiro to say, "Yes, this is how it works." <laughs> And you are allowed to do this. I'm like, thank you. So when I had face people, they're like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, read it. Here you go. Here's the email. Yeah. I just imagine you carrying around the printout like it's like an FBI badge or something. Ha! I had, I had to do that. the thing with Zel- I had to do the thing with Zelma. So I like, oh sh- crap! I should make sure that I have this skill because I need to make sure if I do this correctly, I'm gonna be laughing my ass off hmm. at people who say I can't. One thing I dislike about the Nightmare Doll deck is if you don't ride Catherine, games are really hard. That way, Eleanor is such a good card. I mean, yes, you lose a Nightmare Doll Alice, but we do have that beautiful starter. Oh, I like this too much. That allows us to basically search out and filter. What, yeah, I don't yeah. necessarily think Eleanor is a good card, but I think the starter and the grade one are both good. Yeah, I agree there. Also, um, the grade two is an iffy one, considering you have to hit all Nightmare Dolls in order to get a skill up. Nightmare Doll work. Um, because she basically, when placed on field, look at the top three cards. If all of them name Nightmare Dolls, you put one into your soul. Sadly, sadly, we cannot run a pure Nightmare Doll build because we don't have a perfect guard Nightmare Doll yet. Yet. Bushiro. <laughs> yes, I need this. Make it unflipper if you have to. A um, counter charge unit. They I'll should. Be okay. They should have just made Dark Side Mirror Master a Nightmare Doll because it already looks kind of creepy enough. You could have just. I know, you know, but um, in my build, I do not run pure Nightmare Dolls. I have a couple of Silverstone Lillians in there. One just because I love Lillian. That's the reason why I picked up Silverstone because I love her art. Uh-huh. But um. 
that because it could always have a 10k vanilla just in case those shadow power players want to be like oh you can't hit me well here you go a 10k beater so um another thing i don't know um i actually have to go in looking into the next fighter collection for us to um uh, that new cray elemental that for 10k hitters that going to make the deck a little bit better and funner to play so. Yeah, like we just uh, power creeped uh, Madu already. Uh, Madu is really good, and but this you new have one's to just strictly talk, better, right? But you have to you you basically consider the deck does run Shrifeholders. If you use a Shrifeholder to go into a Madu, you hope oh you can get that great speed back. I hate I hate dogs. I'm gonna say it right here on this. Gabe, podcast. mute yourself dogs. if you're not talking. No. <laughs> you don't control so, me. Well, you don't know the could... you don't know my life. You don't know the kind of milk I put in my cereal. I can half and half. Shit. Matt knows me better than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, like if if your dogs are gonna bark that much, your dogs need to calm down. Yeah, they're all awful. My mom has terrible taste in dogs, even though all dogs are terrible. Oh, I have to go. Bye, friends. That's it. Okay. All right. Well, we just lost a game. Yep. But we also lost dog barking, so not as all not all as bad. That's true. Anyway, so in Nightmare Dolls, you would run. You used to, I and I think used to uh, run Ray Elemental Madu. Basically, it's the one for 10k, till you get to choose a great city from your drop zone and add it back to your hand if you have a hard card with 10k or less. It was good. I'll say that right now. But considering we have something a little bit better, I feel Eleanor is still better than Madu at this point. Oh, sorry. I, I misread a Vel Launcher. I, I it's not on hit. My apologies. Ignore me. <laughs> it's 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 really bad. Never mind. Uh, that one. Yeah. I I, well, I I I thought this said something else, and then I realized that I just misread this card completely. <laughs> Ignore me. You, this card uh, sucks. But um, not right. if you want something on hit pressure. But if you do, you better play Amanda. Right. Okay, um... So, what do you... And I'm going to ask this right now, because I'm going to forget right. about asking it later. If, uh, if Go for it. Going. What do you think about the uh, the, the GB8 for Pale Moon? A screw right. a Dragon the Master, Dolor, Kimberly. Alright, so... Great art, stupid I... name. Well, one is <laughs> Kimberly, so I have to appreciate that name, because long-time Power Ranger fan here, oh, so I'll okay. take that. Um, the so, art is okay. So, to, so that's so to people who you know either didn't research or just are on a treadmill or something. Uh, Kimberly still is GB eight when this unit attacks a vanguard. Choose up to five cards from your soul, call them to separate rears until the end of the turn. They get a plus five k and are additionally abyss dragons. Until the end of the battle, this unit gets. Continuous, this gets plus 10k for each Abyss Dragon on your rearguard circle. Okay. Go for it, Ash. 
All right. So knowing Atlas, he wanted something with multi-attack. Am I right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm cool. I, I actually like this girl a lot. I don't know. To be honest, I do like this. Yeah. It fit perfectly in Harry. You, if for some forsaken reason you make it to GBA in Silverstone, oh holy hell, you are playing that deck wrong. Oh damn, I don't know what the hell you did. Never play Silverstone then. Um, you could hit it. You could hit it. There, there is a possibility you could hit it. Nightmare dolls, it cannot be used officially. So I like it to be honest. Um, for a game ender card, I can see this actually working really good. Not only does it give you the power and let you call off stuff from each thing, this unit also gain an extra 10k for each Abit Dragon on your regard circle, which is basically, if you call out the whole field... Plus 50k. You, yeah, and let's be honest, if you're playing Harry, you put the critical... You call it the critical before this card's effect and put it in there so you get 55. Oh, uh, well, you might be close to deck at this point, so. Yeah, that's true. Oh, screw it. I'm playing with Harry. My original plan with this card was to call out, uh, well, like, so you set up some board with uh, what's Dark Side Princess, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And some random stuff, because who cares, with Stride Skill and the cat. And then. Right. Well, you attack with this card last, and you call over your you call over the cat, you call over the other you call over both columns, and then you put like a Jacqueline and another Dark Side Princess. You can attack for uh, what is it, nineteen with the Dark Side Princess? Mm-hmm. Then Jacqueline pull it back out, and you have another sixteen plus twelve column, so that's gonna uh-huh. be another twenty eight column in addition to the other uh, twenty six. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then this a card, of course, just by itself is huge. Okay, yeah. so you can do that way. Um, if people are not playing Jacqueline, they probably will call out Wapin too. Another oh, card. Oh, sure. The Wapin is actually not a bad card, to be honest. Um, you do run the risks of decking out with her, but she had 11k base if you don't have enough princesses in Seoul. But isn't that basic. an act for the... Well, I was looking, I guess... No, I no, looking. no, no. Her okay. second one. The second oh, the eleven K, yeah. Right. So you can do that. Um, um Jacqueline's the Amber Clone and uh Lapin we talked about last week. Anyway. Right. Yeah. So she actually a really good card. Reason why I can say Silverthorn, because we do have actual abyss dragons in Silverthorns. So wait, if if it gains abyss dragon because it says it's not becomes a dr- abyss dragon, it says are also. Does it count mm-hmm. double? Like are you? Yeah. Do, you're double. I abyss don't think dragon? so. Because <laughs> it because yeah. it's like gain ten k for each abyss dragon, at least with the least amount of thought behind it, should say, is this an abyss dragon? Yes, gain ten k. It's oh. not. Is this an abyss dragon? Twice gain twenty. Like, okay. It does actually. Just, so you do. You do gain. No, what? Freak, no freaking way. Are you serious? This doesn't even uh, make sense. It, it, oh, nothing makes sense in Bushiroad. Have you not true. learned? That's true. Yeah. So I actually had to look this up, and I had to confirm it with several other people. But yes, if you do run Abyss Dragons, they will get the extra power. However, the Abyss Dragons that I know of are basically that juggler, 
my grade one fan art juggler. Oh, from uh, from Revival yeah. Collection, right? Right. Okay. Right. And the other ones are all in Silver Thorns. Oh. So I'm looking at the and, ruling page, and it says that you can gain at most 50k. Hmm. So. Well then. You need to. Well, then, this I'm good. sure this will end up as an email to boost your road, and then they'll say one way or the other. Yeah, I'll watch. I, I'm waiting to hear that. Um, so, really if we are talking about fighter collection, let's go on to the G guard that we got in that set. Then. There were G guards in the set? Yeah, they were. I actually don't know what the G guard does. Okay, so okay. I'm I'm actually yeah. looking at it right now. So the G guard in the Fighters Collection is Kinesis Megatrick Coulthard. It's GB1, you flip up a G Guardian uh, when it's placed in Guard Circle. If the number of different grades in your soul is four or more, you may pay the cost if you do this get shield plus 15k till end of battle. So with the way writing works, you're three quarters of the way there, which is pretty easy to do. Um, Pale Moon has already had pretty decent G guards, like so far. This is pretty nice. Really? Yeah. Like. Really? Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. You have one that checks top three, puts something in soul. You have. Perfect. Yeah, that's fine. You have one that you soul charge, call something out of soul to guard with. That's also fine. You have a Magia one, which. There we I, go! I, I, okay. There we go! Why? Because the Magia is only restricted to Magia. Unless you play in Lucare or you play in Nightmare Doll and you want the Soul Charge. You know that is not a perfect one. And it doesn't even gain <laughs> extra shield if you use a non-Magia Vanguard. Interruption McGee, alright? I just said they, they have, have decent G-Darts. I didn't say they were perfect. No, everyone knows the, the, the Deer Chronicle ones are perfect. Anyway. Oh, damn, I love the Deer ones. Yeah, sorry. Matt, what were you going to say? In Alice's defense, he only plays uh, Harry, so like needing a Magia Vanguard is pretty much just not even a question. Yeah. That's but, true. I'm saying that, like, so far they've had pretty good stuff, and this one's pretty good, too. Like, Not if you look at Grand Blue G-Guards. <laughs> That Actually, it's not so much that the brain blue G guards are amazing; it's that the stuff around it is amazing. Um, so, yeah. Actually, with the G guard, with this new G guard, because let's not get off track again. <laughs> Sorry, my yeah. fault. But I had to call out Atlas for that. Um, easy, easy hit. Yeah. I, I can hit this. Can you hit this? I can. I can hit this. All death. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm good. I'm just I'm by just by game mechanics, it's pretty easy to hit. Um, yeah. Arguably, it's easier in Silverthorn because you have your starter that goes check top five, put stuff in there. Like, well, same with Nightmare Dolls. Yeah, that's true. Put yeah. into Soul, check top three, check top three. Or, or like in writing Catherine, there you go. It's all done. Um. So yeah, and then let's see. The uh, pro probably the cloud that's been hanging over this whole thing is like the connection between pale moon and grain blue so uh in the show uh two characters Amon and luna are like super best friends they're part of a like 
pop duo called Rummy Labyrinth. Super it's, best friends. Super best that, that sounds so folk, um, so for kids. Oh no, I was thinking of like South Park. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they um they both like both of them play Grand Blue and Pale Moon. So there's like the 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 connection there. But also in the mechanics, a lot of it comes from, oh, we can use this place to just kind of get stuff from that you have to load up as the game goes on. As opposed to other decks like the Three Paladins or Gear Chronicle or whatever, your toolbox is where your, is your deck. And Pale Moon and Grand Blue have the fairly unique uh, you know, honor of having that stuff going on. But it seems like Pale Moon, and getting into the competitive aspect of it here, has this weird, like, per it's in this weird purgatory between, like, s- like super aggressive, you know, calling stuff in and out to attack with over and over. It's somewhere between that and just like, oh, I'm gonna shit out a field for free and draw. So like, Silverthorn and Nightmare Dolls are more in the former direction, and Magia is kind of in the latter direction, but. It seems like it's neither here nor there. Yes, no. Yeah. Um. I mean, the Silverthorn and Nightmare Dolls are definitely the multi-attacking vein. Uh, Nightmare Dolls probably the most so because Silverthorn is kind of gated by on hit pressure, but it does work prior to grade three, which is a really big deal. Yeah. Uh, and I think kind of the most important deal. <laughs> yeah, like things working before grade three is the way you get a lot of free wins just for no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if you like, let's say you're playing Silverthorns or something, and you get like a decent grade two board, like going first against your opponent's seven k Vanguard. Like there are these games where your opponent's just holding on to a bunch of grade twos and grade threes. Yeah, I have just, the actual three there because that has happened. I have done just, that to people, and the game's just basically over. Like they can't even guard. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, you're just but, like, yeah. you're like 12, and they're like, yeah, I can't guard anything. And you're like, you know, 7, and they're like, I still can't guard. And you're like, 16 on hit. <laughs> like, still, still, what, what, part of, what part of can't guard don't you understand? <laughs> well, then, actually, you do this. Attack with a 12k base being your dragon, they cannot guard deck. Next, the attack with your vanguard being Marichika. Counterblasting one call, someone's on a skill, put the dragon back in, call it back out, blind will gain additional 6k, making him a 15k base? Yes, 15k mm-hmm. base. So then again, dragon will attack, having once again the 12k base, but this time he'll have an extra 9k, making him 21, and then you attack with the lion. Yeah. yeah. It, it seems like it's in a very similar vein to the whole Ancient Dragon Tachikaze engine there, where you just kind of like, you're getting stuff over and over. Um, like it's good. <laughs> you you, no, you shouldn't underestimate like the percentage of ga- free games you get by just dealing four damage to your opponent while they're grade one. Yeah, <laughs> like the game could just be over. Um, yeah, I guess so. like the 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 thing that I think that has been a problem for Silverthorn is there's not quite a way to like do you have a way to get advantage advantage ash like not dying advantage as opposed to just attacks 
Not dying, you mean he had an advantage? Or... No, I don't think so. Then he warded it weird. I, I can't I, think of anything. Like, like the deck just kind of finished, like teeters yeah. out by second stride. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally just break. Um, the there. whole point, then, then there your conclusion. You fought to win before then. Yes. <laughs> and like, I, the deck no, losing I, gas isn't a downside. Like, if the early game is strong enough, it doesn't matter that you're going to lose a lot of steam because you hope the game doesn't reach that point. Yeah, like, it, uh, oh, like if the game reaches that point, you were kind of fucked anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. The point is with Silverthorns, I think it's the only, yeah, it's the only deck in all Pale Moons that can utilize both Magia and on hit pressure and multi attack. Where because would the, the Magia being the strides? Oh yeah, because like... I have actually I have actually won against Messiahs and Link Joker because I switch to not going crazy instead. Holding resources back and playing Magia instead. Yeah, because a lot of the Magia strides are generic for the most part, like right. Mephisto and uh, the Harry stride. And let's not forget Millward. You Millward don't too. like to use her, but she is a really good on hit pressure. Millward seems really redundant, Silverthorns. Not really. You just get two on hit, <laughs> like calls. <laughs> Well, also, though, two on-hits gave four extra K, so then you have a whole field of on-hits, so your opponents have to, if your opponent wastes all the hand, all take one of these and something's going to come back out. So you put, you're putting really good pressure on that with the Millward turn. Yeah. Um, it seems like, also, that Pillmoon had, like, it, it, they shouldn't really be having a problem with finishing, but they do because a lot of their quote unquote finishers don't really, you know, get you. I'm talking about on a clan wide scale here. Don't really get you, um, you know, multi attacks. The the Harry Stride is very overcosted for what it is. I think, um, and then Fairfield, the new GR, doesn't again just gives you like 10k and a crit, which is okay. I G guard your 19k. Cool. Thanks. Moving on. Um, I don't know. I, I I think I'm just like salty about the lack of multi attacking that is present. I think because of that ideal mindset of you going to multi attack, you don't see what Pale Moon can actually do. Yes, multi attack is great, but that what not Pale Moon is for anymore. That's in the past. If you what want multi attack, then play Nightmare Dolls. But what don't expect that, in Harry. Yeah, that's what I'm Pale Moon is to filter. We can filter better than any deck that can do it. Okay. Harry can do it. Nightmare Dogs, of course. And of course, Silverthorn can do it easily. Yeah, Silverthorns and Nightmare you... Dolls have an easier time at doing it because your starter does it in both, uh, in both of those. Harry, it's like you have a stand trigger that when it's Soul Charge goes back and then like the Harry Phantom. And what but... else? The filtering seems really slow. Yeah, it is slow. Um, well, I mean, Harry, I don't think... A lot of it's kind of random soul-charging with a lot of the Magia stuff, so I don't yeah. really... got really going to call it filtering, but... Yeah, I don't... I don't. It's not I don't like... Know. Okay, so the thing with filtering, and what we mean by that is getting not triggers out of your deck so you can 
get triggers on drive checks is kind of done a lot better by things like the Paladin Cleanse or Time Leap or, hell, even Murakumo. Um, just anything where stuff is getting taken out of the deck on, like, a mass level, whereas Pale Moon, you're getting, like, maybe one or two a turn, if at all. Right? I think Silverthorn, like, can pull, like, so many normal units out of their deck so yes. fast. Silverthorn like, is very good at this, for reals. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. so quick. But, like, I feel like with Harry, it's, like, it's a little slow to even to even be its gimmick, I think. Yeah. Which, which kind of sucks. Which is why I'm so concerned about the multi-attacking thing. Especially Again, with... multi-attacking not in it. How many times I have to do this and tell you? If you're going to focus on multi-attacking, you're using too much resources, you're not going to have enough counterblast, you're going to not win the way you fall to. Harry and Maul power base more so than any other clan. If you play that deck correctly, you can hit in high number. And it doesn't matter if they have a G-Garnsa, because you're going to keep on hitting that high number for multiple turns. You're going to focus on the on-hit of the whole multi-attacking, then you're not going to really win. Alex, I have to tell you this over and over because you are still not getting it. And this is the reason why it's not I that, have to... It's not that I'm not getting it. It's that I, I can play... Wait, hang on. I can play the deck as correctly as you want me to. But the thing is, everyone else that, like, all the other opponents, you know, the thing I have to win against, uh, just kind of don't care. Um, it's kind of, like, basically, it's the equivalent of, like, taking a karate class and I can punch a dummy over and over. But when I get into an actual street fight, I'm going to get my ass kicked. So are you trying to compare it to that of Grand Blue and Time Leap? To an extent, yeah. Because, yeah, they are... Every deck is the same. Those are the top decks, and thus that's everything gets held to that standard. Skills. If you can see if they were able to break and abuse skills, and that's why their clans are getting hit, and those type of decks are not really considered, to me, skilled decks. Because they are not creative. They are not... Wonderful. They doing something that oh I'm gonna keep on attacking and attacking and attacking. Well congratulations. You figure out everything that everybody else did. Pale Moon not supposed to do that. I mean I... not every deck is going to be able to pull that off. And they're not supposed to. Which is wh- which is why we're in kind of a bad spot, I think. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm in a perfect spot. Uh I think uh it's like not every clan can be good, and this will never be the case where every clan is good. This will never ever happen in the in this game. And like I think this is just a point where the vision that uh Bush Road had for Pell Moon does not match up with how the game how the game plays. Like I think G Guards took a lot of lives with it. Like, OTT died. Um, a lot of the guard restricting got a lot weaker. And a lot of just, like... A lot of power columns got weaker, but, like, the the columns whose powers were, like, just absurd, like Neonectar or something, you know, like... like Numbers that are just, like, you just hear them and you're like, I'm not guarding this. <laughs> and, uh, oh, okay. but, so, like, but four, Helmut 40 isn't something. that big, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking like, you know, if somebody, if somebody says, like, I'm attacking for 118k, I'm going to be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> PG But if somebody thing. says 26k, I'm like, all right. Or 31k, I'm like, okay. Like, 
it's not as problematic as as these things. And so they kind of like, okay, we can have consistent thirty, you know, twenty six k columns every single turn for the entire game at little to no cost, right? All right. And then, but you need to not die. Yeah, it, it's and not very enough. Easy I don't tend think. to have hands. Yeah. Well, well not, not even because, like, okay, so you, the the whole like, okay, you don't have to commit anything from hand to do stuff. Gold Paladin has, or you know, the, the way they work, it's very similar to that. But there are still things in Girded that allow you to draw cards, which Pillman doesn't really have except for Egg Juggler. Um, Again, no, not the Egg Juggler. Uh, you also have Happiness Collector, and you have Draw Triggers. Okay, Draw Triggers. I'm not counting. Every clan has that Happiness Collector. You're <laughs> right. But the, the Puss in Boots is so invaluable to just kind of shitting out a field every turn. That's why you play the Tom and Jerry play. <laughs> that's the still the, that's the best name ever. I'm just like, <laughs> I love that. I, I love that yeah. name of that. Okay, so uh, w- would, you, would you be so kind as to tell the listeners what the Tom and Jerry play is? Uh, okay, so the Tom and Jerry play, you play two starters in your Harry build. You play the cat as your main starter, and then you have Happiness Collector as in your deck. So, let's say first turn, you have Piranha, and you have a Stand Trigger, so you put the Stand Trigger in and you put the Happiness Collector, you know, you did the switch. So, the whole Tom and Jerry play is basically have the cat, call Happiness Collector, next turn, when you activate your try ability to call so many things out, you can put happiness collector in, and then you draw and soul charge. Yeah. So that's Tom oh. and Jerry. I I love that name. It's so great. Um, it's adorable. I love that name. In terms of the the whole like, there's not really a draw engine and all that stuff. Uh, I was talking to our friend James, which I still have not been able to get him on here, and it's driving me crazy. James, come oh, on. Me already. him would. Me him yeah. would have been the talking how Luke here, how Silverstone because he I yeah. know that I feel in my bone that he'd be like nah I actually got it wrong yeah so uh, his idea for the clan was to put more like of a draw engine into it and then give it a good recycle engine like you know Bladewing Tybalt is for dark regulars or mm-hmm. a Dreaming Dragon or just something because Pillman like you know if you're smart you're not gonna deck out depending but. The like there is the danger because of all the soul charging you do, more in Harry than anything else. Um, it's usually when you get tilted because you can't find like a cutie paratrooper or dark side prince or something stupid. Yeah, so you just start. You're just like, yeah. Oh my god, soul that. charge! Yeah, and then we put stand trigger to yeah. to try to fix it up. Yeah, there's also the there's also a bit of a counter charge problem in Pale Moon. Like in Nightmare Dolls, it's getting it's you know it's on its way to being fixed okay. with that new six K. And then Silverthorn, how is it in Silverthorn? Don't, don't ask, don't ask. Don't <laughs> okay, ask. There's, counter, there's countercharging in Silverthorns, news to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why we rush. Yeah. That's why we rush. Okay, They're so, called heel triggers, Atlas. Uh, yeah, heel triggers, the best <laughs> flipper in the game. Anyway, so with, with uh, at least in Magia, there, there is a huge countercharge problem, and pretty much everything... Counterblast, like that's why Mephisto is such a good card, is because you just flip and you're done. There's no real cost there. And then Soul Blast costs, which is, you know, what they're starting to lean towards, are kind of expensive in a clan like Pale Moon, where the things you're soul blasting are the things you also want to be calling out. Mm-hmm. Um have to kinda of 
toss my hat into this. If you have multiple one card and you just need a one, then you could sacrifice yeah. these. Cards. Oh yeah, of course. That that is definitely a thing people do. But like also, there are things like they ha- the new card, Dagger Magician Eddie. That when it's called from hand, you get a thing in front of it, and then at the end you can put it in its soul charge. I really liked Eddie for that reason that you can use her as what I call soul junk. So, like, after she's done, she's not doing anything else. Soul Blaster for, like, a, you know, um, I, like an egg juggler if you're using it. But like, no, that, that, uh, if just... you want to counter charge, you, you unicycle her for it. Oh, and unicycle tumbler too. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the counter charge engine, so let's see, you have the stand trigger, which a lot of other clans have things like that, like a trigger that goes in soul and flip a damage read silence joker you know dino dial for tachikaze etc you have the unflip pg which again every clan has you have the nightmare doll one which only works in nightmare dolls and then you also have unicycle tumbler which is you have to soul blast to get a skill that when she boosts it's on hit like it's too much work to be doing um i really think happiness collector should have been put in soul draw and counter charge instead of soul charge um and this is well, a- that would be too cheap and make life and make Pale Moon more better. They need to be restricted because they are that type of clan. Okay, that is the best James impression I've ever heard. Uh, oh my god, what is trying to do that? <laughs> you kidding me? That's every time I talk to him about it, he brings that up. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, no, he, uh... But, like, this is in comparison, again, I can't help but compare it to Grand Blue, to Grenache, where at the end of the turn, Grenache dies, you just unflip Look, two. Let's and... be honest. Grand Blue wasn't like that before. Oh yeah, it wasn't. It- they went, They stole our mechanic. Which which mechanic? The toolbox scene and everything called from soul, but instead they call from drop zone. Better now. I guess so. But yeah. James has said. Well, in any case, it's like annoying, and uh, yeah. So I guess that's Pale Moon. Pale Moon's a weird clan. Um, yeah. All right. Do you know how like? Gash for Grand Blue like turns them into Pale Moon. Yeah. Yeah. So what if there was like this Pale Moon stride that took cards from your drop zone and shoved them into Soul, and then you called stuff out? I would be so well, like, like a reverse Gash. <laughs> you know what would also be good? Like a G guard that put things from your drop zone into your Soul. Oh wait. Oh, I think a clan has that. I think yeah. it's a. Uh... Which clan has that? I, I, I think anyone. it's named it could after. Be a, anyone. I think it's named after a prog rock from the '80s. Is it called Rush? Oh yeah, totally. I remember. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. It's called the Goo Goo Dolls, I think. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Goo Goo Dolls are weird. Weird band. Um, Let's yeah. not bring up that. Yeah. Sorry, bad enough getting nostalgic glasses. Nobody got that? Oh, I got it. Are you yeah. sure? Yeah. Or uh, that's all. That's <laughs> all we're doing. And no, um, so... Yeah, I, I guess uh, we're we're at that part of the show. God, it has been so long since we've done it a clan analysis. I actually had to ask Matt and Gabe before we started, "How do we do this again?" And the the responses were quite snarky. <laughs> well, that's all. All your responses are quite <laughs> snarky. Well, that's rude. Yeah. All right. So since it's been several weeks, you work at Boucher Road in the card design department. And you just got fired, and. You decide, fuck it, before I clean out my desk, I'm going to break Pale Moon. Somebody break Pale Moon. Ash, you want to go first? Um, no, I'll, I'll hold back, Monty, what you guys come up with. Okay, then. Um, aside from making Happiness Collector just do what I said it should, I really think there should be 
a stride that's like Miracle Pop Ava, where it's GB2, Magia, on attack, you choose any number of rear guards, put them into soul, then choose the same number of rear guards, call them to rear, and then at the end of the turn, put them into your soul. GB2, on attack, easy. Like, that would be so nice. If this were a Paladin clan, and yeah. I, I don't mean soul Paladins, I mean like an actual Paladin clan, ah, yes. they would have some card that's like, uh, when this unit attacks, like, counter blast one... Or, no, 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 sorry, I need to think modern paladins, I'm sorry. Counter charge one, uh, yeah. unflip, <laughs> unflip, a cop, unflip a card in G-Zone. Yeah. Like, for each face-up card in G-Zone, choose a rear guard, put it into soul, and then uh, for each card put into soul this way, choose something in soul and call it out. I mean, that's probably a good way to do it. Um like, this is what a Paladin clan would have, right? Yeah. I mean, one thing that bothers me with uh, Pillmoon is a lot of the... Like, Harry and Fairfield are both GB3, which means if you don't flip on your first stride, um, then you, you just... You're playing like, the clan wrong. Yeah. I mean, No, I mean, like, you, like you can't single G-Guard and go into it first stride. Janet's yeah, we could. We got the new G-Guard that can flip. No, but I mean, no, if it's your first G-Guard, you can't flip it because it's GB1. So, like, if if your opponent got to grade 3 second, attacked you, you G-guarded with, like, you know, Furnival, you can't go into the Harry Stride first stride after that. Yeah. You would need two G-guards in order to make that work. I have. I went for turn Harry. Yes, I yeah, know. It, it is it a thing you happened. can do. It has happened in the history of the universe, but I'm saying that it is annoying that they un- unnecessarily put, like, a GB3 on there. When it should well, be GB2. Well, Drag, um, GG, and GG is a GB3. I mean... You don't yeah, hear but, them. I mean, but then you look at, like, Dragoot, who's, like, GB2, right? Yeah, yeah. that's that's what really annoyed me, is Dragoot's what we GB2. Need. We need a better GB2. <laughs> like, what? <so. laughs> yeah. Like, why is this thing GB2 and I mean, I don't mind GB3. Those are, we can hit those. GB2 skill... Look here, the only one to have like the really good one. Yeah, I think if Fairfield were GB two, I think it'd be pretty good. Yeah. Like being able to go G guard into like you know Fairfield is like pretty solid. Yeah, hell, even or also a good first stride would be nice. Anything. Um, Never. Well, okay. I know you don't like using her, but I like using Prana first turn and Harry. I no, I, I I like using her if I have something in my hand that I want to put in there. Like she's good for that purpose. Um, that? I, hmm. d- I don't really like if there's nothing to put into the soul why like there's no reason to stride into her um, sometimes I'll go into Mephisto just to like fix the board but like that's whatever and then lately I've been going into Lunatech to make like everything called out plus 2k <laughs> for some stupid reason um, but again there's nothing it, it, it's, it's a very Nar- Narukami-esque problem where it's like shit I guess this is my only option but you literally can't play uh, the on hits. Like you, you're not. You can't play the on hit. You can't play like Janet doesn't work well because it doesn't flip anything, right? And it's not magic. Right. And it, and that it's just I like. What? I say. Um, well, going off of that, if we had a GB two skill that basically have an on hit pressure, because Millward is a GB three. Oh man, God. How many GB3 do we have? I th- I Too think, many. I think Millward is actually GB2. Yeah, um, she is. She's GB3 because I had to look at her skill. Like, oh, uh, and I have Millward to... Millward's GB3? Are you joking me? 
Yeah, she has. So Fair. Harry's GB3, Millward's GB3. All our GRs are GB3. I'm really tilted right now. Millward's GB2. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Is she? Yeah. Whew. Wait, then why did I'm I about to freak out? GB3? So both I need are... to look. I need to. I need to. I need to start reading cards better. I'll get glasses. So Millward is GB2. Right. Fairfield is GB3. Harry is GB3. Uh, we have a GB8. Luke Airstride is GB3, the new one. Well, okay, one of the yeah. skills is, but yeah. Um, yeah. And you can do it second stride, though, because she flips herself for cost. Uh, you can use right. her for turn stride, too, just yeah. to counterblast and call something else if mm-hmm. you don't have the field. But I'm saying you can G-guard into that. Um, which, I'm actually, like, that's why I like the Magia G-guard so much, is you can G-guard and then go into Mephisto, which will get you a call for a stride. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like if you did the Axel thing, or it, it, not Axel, if you did uh, Ava, <laughs> if you did Ava as like a, like a stride with legs, uh, as the first stride, that'd be a little too broken. But just like have a GB two with that effect, that'd be fine. Um, or at least broken, break it down. You have to put two in. Oh, two or more. So you have to, no, it ha- cannot be two more. It has to be exactly two because it can go compete for because that how the original uh, Miracle Pop Ava. You have to put, to put two, two in. in. Yeah. I don't well, know. Why not? Why not give Palmoon a PG that uh, has Soul Blast one as cost instead of uh, instead of discard one? Ah, uh, yes, that w- that would be too broken though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know. People will complain about that. <laughs> be like, well, and you guys only anyway. have uh. people complain and get they get. The... I'm sorry to people who play Yu-Gi-Oh who come into Vanguard, but some of the other I don't. people they play really... Yu-Gi-Oh. Some people do, Matt. Some people get I, disgusting. I, I, am, I am one of those people. I used to play Yu Gi Oh! Disgusting. Right? I, I think another thing that would be nice is uh, if they had a stride that was like, you know, put, like, looked at the number of cards in your soul at the end of the battle or whatever, and then choose the same number of cards from your drop and put them on bottom. Or like some kind of, mm. some kind of refresh thing would be nice. No, they. <laughs> But no, it's all, the one that was supposed to be refreshed, our legion. Oh God! I mean, I'm I'm tr- I'm trying to think of stuff that would break it, and this seems, you know, reasonably in that territory. If we here's the thing, what mainly would be in our drop zone, and the reason why Blue Shiro have not done it, are basically all our triggers, because most of the other stuff would be in the soul, most of it, not all of it. I would like something. It'd be cool. We get like a purple trapezes. Well, like a GB. like a GB one seven K purple trapezes. Either, yeah. And if it's somehow magia, that'd be actually really good. Uh, I don't know. It didn't seem it did like because, that. But that because people don't play purple trapezes at the moment in any deck. It because she does keep stuff out, and Kagura and Link Joker is still a thing. Kagura is less of a thing. Link Joker is very much a thing, though. Kagura coming back, Fet Eleven made them like, oh, we we they're up. 
We're coming back. There's going to be hype. I don't know if it's going to be good. Uh, I, I, I'm not convinced how if the Set Eleven stuff actually fixes Kagura's problems, but uh, we'll see. At the moment, they are slow. That way, they have to bring back a certain starter just to make I, them. Yeah, better. I think Kagura right now is in a worse shape than Pelman somehow. So I don't know. Yeah. Um. And I think the GB8 is also worse. Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, I'm hoping that. We're we're probably not going to get more Pale Moon stuff for a while, unfortunately, Rip. Um, because they just got stuff, and it seems like the, like there weren't nearly as many useful cards in there as there were like within their respective, you know, archetypes and decks, as opposed to Grand Blue, where it seems like Grand Blue got a lot of really good things for Night Rose and for Seven Seas. Um. I, if you combined all of them, if you combined like all the Silverthorn, Nightmare Doll, and Magius stuff together, it, yeah, I, I think it adds up to more. But just within their respective decks, it's like what one to two cards, depending. Yeah, I mean, I think when you're that... playing a deck and you're set and you get new support, like you're generally only going to get like three to four cards that like at most that are useful. So like, I'm not even convinced that like. It was disastrous for Pale Moon, but I do think it was slightly subpar. I wouldn't call it disastrous either. Well, like, subpar for Harry specifically. Yeah. I think is what I mean. Shame. I think because they focus more on Lucare mm-hmm. than Nightmare Doll in Roman set. It definitely seems that way. Which I kind of glad it did because to me, Harry, like, I was even thinking to myself, like, what can we add in Harry? Oh, no, this is right. Well, agree to? Yeah, that can work. Yeah, we didn't need anything. We did not need a perfect card. Oh, the oh lo- but you got one. Lovely, lovely <laughs> companion. <laughs> I mean, oh, like... God. I tried, I tried. Yeah. I tried. <laughs> yeah, Hoopma- Hoopmaster is a pretty good PG on its own. It's just the counter charge problem. And then... Again, I don't mind that. I don't use it so much. Yeah. Oh, um, well. Clearly, the goal is to play old perfect guards. Um, in Silverstone, oh my god, with that new, with the, funny enough, the better defensive card in that set was the G was the G guard. Well, I mean, the fact that you can get like your Silverthorn PG out for and then just be like, all right, discarded card, we're cool. That that what yeah. I like about it. I like, man, yeah. kind of needed this in other in other stuff, but yeah, it's like a. Oh, wow. It's kind of like a slamy flare for Gold Paladin, where you can be like, all right, cool. Call this PG, discard, nice. Silver so Zone, I love. I, like I said, what this set, what Rummy Labyrinth did was made Silver Zones better and made Nightmare Dolls consistent. More consistent, and it made. And, it, and then we got the cool 21 salute. Oh, 21 gun salute. Oh yeah, when I said uh, two and a ha- two and a half other decks, twenty one gun salute is the half. Um, this card is sweet. <laughs> it is. I love it. We again we talked about it last week. The uh, end of stage. I forgot the correct name. Fuck it, twenty one gun salute. So the you restand over and over. It's a seven card combo. <laughs> um. But it's really funny, and I really like when clans have decks like this, where you're like, "All right, just play like the like the Garmore deck for Gold Paladin that came up recently." 
where you run like four Night of Early Dawn Coel. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That seems awful. Yeah. So that's Pale Moon, pretty much. Uh, I don't know. It's one of my favorite clans. It is literally Ash's, Ash's favorite clan. Right? Yes. And, uh, yeah, here, here's hoping to better times in the future. <laughs> um, do you guys have any other thoughts? I could, but don't want to be mean. All right, let's mean throughout this whole podcast. Oh, who cares? Go for it. Well, new Batama just got a new perfect card. And a new grade two. I'm listening. It's from the trial deck. I'm listening. Well, the perfect card is from the set. I need to put these on and I'll get the translation later. But anyway, um... Uh, you meant I think Pale Moon... Go on. Sorry. Well, we can, I can't see the perfect guard. They're not giving the picture image to the perfect guard. Only got the gray two. Which seemed like a soul blast kind of... Oh my god, it's Amber Cone. I mean... Wait, so... No, Steam Breath. Steam Breath. Glimmer Breath. There we go. Counter Blast, Soul Blast 1. Steam, Steam Breath is their stride fodder, I think. Yes, and I'm so sorry. Oh my god. And I played that clan too. I played Gears. I should know this. Draw a card, gain 2k? It seemed like it. Gross. Um, so, um, Pamela is actually still a great campaign. Um, one needs to be patient with it. It does take time to see what it can do. And that's why I feel the reason why I like it, because unlike other clans, which, you know, kind of like, oh, you see it, you automatically know. Pale Moon, you could break certain card skills and to make them way better. Um, Nightmare Dolls, it's a fun deck. Harry, I don't know why that deck is now working better than ever. Even with the new Harry, it just seems I gain all the Grace Threes automatically each single turn. Mm -hmm. Even when I have no Grace Three hand, Harry comes in pairs. And. Silverstone to me is still the better one out of all the decks just because it can combine each one of those mechanics from the other two and add it into one whole deck. Also, 13k base, perfect in grade one rush. Love the gear. Love Silverstones. <laughs> Matt, anything to add? Nope. Okay, then. Well, uh, I'm Atlas. And I'm Matt. I'm Ash. And Gabe is missing because we killed him. And we'll see you all next week. Literally well, you guys knew that was going to happen when you invited me here. Yep. And we'll see you all next week. I'd like to take this time to thank all listeners that happen to come across this podcast. Uh, be sure to rate and like us on iTunes and to, you know, suggest this to your friends. I'd also like to thank Lil Elephant, the Oakland-based band that supplied our intro and outro music. Uh, you can find them at lilelefunk.com, so L-I-L-E-L-E-P-H-U-N-K. You can also tweet us at VGNexusCorps, so V-G-N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S, 
or you can tweet me at Novak. So at A-T-L-A-S, N is in Nancy, O-V is in Victor, A-C-K. Have a good night, everyone.